You're listening to the Breaking Quarantine Podcast, a personal account of catching, stressing, and surviving the coronavirus. Put on your masks and wash your hands as we begin this episode. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Chris G. I will be your host for the Breaking Quarantine Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is actually our first episode and I'm excited to bring it to you. Um, just recently started diving deep into the beautiful world of podcasting. Um, so I figured what a great way to share some input, share some of my thoughts and basically just kind of have some self therapy going on over here. Um, hopefully y'all can join me and share with me some comments and, uh, let's get into it. Thanks for joining in. Hey guys, this is Chris G. Like I said earlier, um, allow me to introduce myself for those of you that don't know me. Um, I am a young Hispanic, well, not that young. <laughs> I'm a young Hispanic man living in LA, actually closer to Pasadena, um, and recently survived COVID. And as you all know, because we're all in this together, COVID is crazy. Um, a lot of stuff going on here. So, um, and like I said, um, I did catch COVID. I caught COVID. I actually know I'm one of the fortunate ones that know exactly when I got COVID. I got COVID or I was exposed to COVID on Christmas day, um, of last year, um, 2020, um, December 25th, 2020. And it's funny. We'd actually survived, you know, the full on the full year almost um you know with the whole pandemic i think it's getting crazy um my girlfriend and i or i should say my fiance now my fiance and i survived with no issues we were good and on christmas day we decided to go visit some family and i'd kind of warned my fiance against it you know it's kind of like hey things are a little crazy right now maybe you know let's maybe we shouldn't and you know, I mean, because I love her and I know how much family means to her, we uh, kind of went. And in doing so, unknowing to everybody there, um, my sister's sister, I'm sorry, my fiance's sister, her boyfriend at the time apparently had been exposed to COVID. So when we all showed up to celebrate Christmas together, inadvertently, he kind of exposed us to it. And by us, I mean myself my fiance, her sister, and her mother, uh, along with the two kids, um, our, our niece and nephew. So surprisingly, not surprisingly, um, everything was so, I mean, we didn't know it, right? So we show up, everything was great, had a nice time with the family, opened presents and exchanged them. Everything was great. We, My girlfriend and I left. Now, the funny part, here's the kicker. So I had every intention of proposing to my girlfriend at the time, who was my, my fiance. I had every intention of proposing to her that day in front of her mom and family. Well, because things were kind of going a little, you know, off kilter and everybody was kind of just doing their own thing. And it was just really, really mellow and real casual. I didn't quite 
get the opportunity to so my girl and i left and then driving home i was trying to find excuses in different places to stop and you know just finally pull that trigger because i just knew in my head i need to propose that day right i just had to um, a little backstory my girl and i have been together for a long time going on 13 years we've been through a lot of ups and downs and with the whole pandemic and everything going on it just kind of put things into perspective and i was just like you know what i have an amazing woman here i don't know why i haven't made a an honest woman out of her um we've lived together geez almost all full 13 years there might have been like a year or two here where um we didn't she had her own place and we, we had a breakup for about a year but short of that we've been together like a long long time and um i just like i said i'd already asked her father because we went to go visit her father for thanksgiving and I talked to him over Thanksgiving dinner um, on the side. I was like, hey, I'm going to propose to your daughter. And I got his blessing. Everything was good. So Christmas Day, okay, we're going to hang out with the family. We're going to propose. Okay, didn't work out. Got home. I proposed her in a rushed kind of, it wasn't the most romantic proposal, I will admit. And uh, she reminds me of that all the time as well. But I promised her, okay, maybe the proposal sucks, but I promise the marriage will be amazing and the wedding will be good. So at least uh, I've won some points there. But anyway, so, okay. So, you know, come home that night, post our social media. We share the news. Hey, we're engaged. All right, cool. Well, the next morning, early, well, late morning, early afternoon, we get a call from, well, my fiance now at that point, my fiance's sister saying, hey, you know, my guy wasn't feeling good last night. So we took him to go get tested and apparently he's positive for COVID. So first thing we did is we set up testing, my fiance and I, um, we set up an appointment to go get tested. And so this was, so this was on a Friday, which was Christmas day was Friday. We got told that Saturday I made the appointment and the first available appointment was for that following Monday. So Saturday we're a little freaked out, but you know, we're okay. We're like, okay. And then Sunday I woke up with what I thought were like intense allergies because i suffer from allergies and the weather had been kind of funky it was kind of like a little rainy it was a little weird and generally when that happens my allergies like really act up i get all like stuffed stuffles snuffles and um stuffed up and i sneeze and it was just like kind of crazy so i had a but i had a bit of that going on so i just i just assumed it was the the weather change and uh, i was like okay um so then that monday my girl and i go get tested now here's the other kicker so in doing that that monday now california weather la weather is you know it's it's always good like it rarely rains so of course the one day that we get scheduled for a outdoor testing facility is the day that it decides to rain so we're standing because it was such a long line we're basically standing in line for two hours in the rain getting drenched waiting our turn to get tested so we go through the whole line we get tested you know submit our sample whatever um do do the whole thing and then run back to the car drive home as soon as we can to change out of our wet clothes and dry off and warm up so we did so that following tuesday i mean we're as you can imagine my girl and i we were both on edge and uh, she just kind of kept checking because, you know, it was through an app, um, Healthvana, I believe it was. 
we signed up and you can check the status of your testing and she kept checking and when we took the test they pretty much notified us it would take two to three days so she you know she's nervous i mean i don't blame her we all were and um so she's testing or she's checking and that following tuesday like at one in the morning she got the she, she was checking because she couldn't sleep and yep her test results showed negative so we were like okay all right so things are looking up all right cool 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 and then later on that in that day that following wednesday that that, that wednesday i guess um you know i was checking and you know right after her because we took our test the same time but nope the results didn't post at the same time so the following day on wednesday sometime in the afternoon late afternoon finally the test hit and i check and yep it showed me as positive and i was like damn it so right away start freaking out you know we start thinking okay how are we what are we going to do how are we going to do this how are we going to you know we live in an apartment together and we really didn't have the funds for me to like rent a hotel for two weeks and you know so we were just kind of freaking out um so what we ultimately decided was that i would self-quarantine in our bedroom and uh, fortunate for me be, you know because of where i work um i i've been working from home so i just gathered all my work stuff and basically just went if went off into the bedroom and we kind of developed this little system of you know like like food schedules and stuff like that so um i started self-quarantining in the bedroom and uh, she stayed out in the front we have really big couches you know really comfortable couches and stuff so um and if she needed anything from the room i would put them out um, we set up like a little table outside the doorway in the bedroom um, so she could leave me my food and I can leave her whatever she needed from the bedroom. So, okay, so we're there. I'm in there for a few days. And, you know, it's right after Christmas, like I said, it's that Wednesday. So I believe that following Friday was New Year's Eve. And I'll never forget it. So that New Year's Eve, um, you know, she's she, she had to work that day. And she gets off work. She's again working remotely from home. So she gets off work. She gets off the clock at 4.15. So after 4.15, she starts calling to check up on me, see how we're doing. We're kind of doing the whole FaceTiming thing, you know, because we missed each other, even though we're like 10 feet apart, <laughs> you know, with a closed door in between us. Um, but it was it was kind of a, it was a kind of a crappy time, you know, like I missed her. She missed me. And. I felt so alone and isolated, but I knew it was the right thing to do. So just, you know, we stuck to it. And so New Year's Eve was, you know, I, at that point, I'd already started kind of the loss of taste, um, loss of smell. Um, I kind of felt a little off, but primarily it was the loss of taste and smell. So I remember she went to go pick us up um, our New Year's Eve dinner. And um, that was the day that I lost my, my sense of taste and stuff. And um, she brought back the food and I really couldn't taste it. So I really wasn't into it. I you know, really didn't have the desire to eat. It was kind of like bummed out. And then so the next day, that New Year's Day, she kind of woke up feeling kind of kind of icky. She kind of had a little tickle in her throat. She had the sniffles going. She was kind of feeling sick. So I was like, oh, man. So... What, what had happened at that point was she um, we made another appointment for her to get retested. So what we think happened is either we both got exposed, but it just 
metastasize faster in me like it just developed faster in me um because of my allergies and stuff like that um and then you know or she managed to avoid it from the boyfriend but when we were home together before i knew that i had it i might have exposed her and it took her you know because it took her a couple additional days to start showing symptoms but again we don't know we don't know which way it is because you know everybody's body works differently so um all we knew is that i was basically a couple days two to three days ahead of her um so then she got retested and then yes her test results came back positive um but on new year's day once she started kind of feeling like okay i'm not feeling good this feels like you know potentially i might have it she called family member other family members who had also had covid um primarily her cousin and he he caught covid and so did his wife at the time um and you know so they they basically they survived it and you know so she kind of talked to him and he's like look if you're if you're feeling like you you feel funky just assume you have it stop self-quarantine just you might as well suffer together and take care of each other which was kind of a relief because you know i was feeling kind of lonely and kind of ostracized in the room i mean understandably so right I, you know it was a responsible thing to do but it doesn't feel good even though it's responsible and it's the right thing to do it doesn't 100 percent feel good but um at that point we were like okay you know what we're in this together we're gonna take care of each other and we just started hanging out and that it like i said it was a good thing but it was also a bad thing because now i started worrying about her um and she was worrying about me so i mean we'd been worrying about she'd been worrying about me the whole time regardless but that point is like okay we're in this so let's just do it so yeah um you know we got the we got the emails we got the text messages from the cdc and the world health organization reported and so we did all the responsible stuff we reported it we did everything and um you know right away first thing i start doing is i start googling as much information as i can and this was not early but you know it was a little earlier and um so there was so much so much stuff going on and at the time california was like like number one as far as like covid cases per day like it was like super surging we were like the like per cat like per i forgot the quantity but like the amount of infections being reported daily and and, and and hospitalizations and deaths were like staggering so i mean it was just really crazy and so you know there's all this information and you know we're scared i was scared because i mean you know you never know how you're going to react you know all you hear is all these stories of people being hospitalized and dying and you know just over like they go to sleep and don't wake up so i mean there's all this stuff going on and i'm just like freaking out but i'm trying not to show it because my girlfriend's really emotional and i've always had to be the quote-unquote rock in this relationship so um you know i didn't want if if i showed that i was afraid then it would make her more afraid so i had to kind of put on the brave face and be like no nah, babe we're good you know i'm gonna take care of each other i got this we're cool and i did all the recommended stuff you know i bought a pulse oximeter i bought a thermometer um i bought us some tylenol i bought us cough drops i bought us medication we had it all delivered from amazon and um you know because primarily i knew that we were gonna have fevers and yes we started getting fevers and, and, and the colds the the, the the achy cold shivers and 
and all that stuff that goes with it. But I was really highly cognitive of, hey, I need to monitor, make sure that, you know, we get really bad with <clears throat> being short of breath or anything like that. Then, you know, that's that's when it gets crazy. So because other than that, you know, what we both did, I forgot to mention is we set up um, telemeetings with like um, our primary care, her with hers, mine with mine. And, you know, just to kind of like, hey, is there anything we can do? What do you recommend? What's the what's the next steps? You know, what happens now? And we both basically got the same um, instructions from the two doc two different doctors. It was like, hey, just write it out. You know, just maintain the, the fever with Tylenol. Drink lots of fluids. Um, just, you know, get rest. If, you know, you get pale or I'm sorry, dark blue lips or you have really troubles breathing, then go to the emergency room. And, you know, so I was really cognizant. I mean, we're checking our oxygen levels like regularly, like I'm going to say like almost every half hour to an hour. I was checking our temperature and yeah, we were riding high with the fevers and she got her symptoms were pretty bad. Like I, I had the fever. I had the body aches, the chills. I had night sweats. Um, I had, uh, sorry to say this, but I had the um, loose bowels, I guess you could say, diarrhea, loss of taste, loss of smell. Um, but she, she got all that, but she also got nausea. She got the headaches um, and she got, and we both got a cold, uh, like the cough. Hers was a little worse than mine, but, um, but we both got cough. So, you know, we're just, I'm just watching us, you know. And we both kind of start going through the whole process. We're at home now. It was holiday, you know, it was New Year's Day. So we had some time off. I was fortunate that um, I had already prearranged to get some days off before I knew, you know, before any of this was even a thought. I'd scheduled a couple of days off because, you know, the plan was we we're just going to hang out, go do something spend new year's day together and you know go have a nice day go take a little you know drive with the windows up just kind of go out get some sun and you know just enjoy the enjoy the time but because we got sick obviously that didn't happen so we just um stayed home relaxed you know kind of made sure to get up and, and and move um i was very cognizant of like hey as long as we can keep moving as long as we're breathing that means we're okay even if it's a little labored we're okay as long as we're not having a hard time so i made it a point like i was like hey babe we gotta we gotta walk so we started walking around the apartment again because it was more like to test how our breathing was and kind of keep a, a gauge on where we were because there's only so much the pulse oximeter will tell you um and I think at our lowest, we got down to like 90, 93, something like that. And I guess a healthy range is 95 to 99. Anything below 90, like when you're from 89 and below, that's when you need to start worrying. Um, I don't think we got quite that low, but I do know at one point we were at like at 90, um, but we were still okay. I mean, we didn't feel super out of breath. It was just, you know, um, like we didn't we could talk we could do stuff we could move and it, we weren't getting out of breath it was just we live in an apartment and there's stairs is you know sometimes i would have to go get the mail or whatever and you know there's a few stairs so i come back and yes i'd be a little winded uh, but it was never really bad to where i held them had to hold myself up and same with her we just just a little labored breathing and you know we're both honestly we're both a little overweight so that 
also was a factor. So um, just really cognizant of all that and just kind of watching over each other. And then I remember, man, like I started putting all the dates in my calendar on my phone because I needed to keep track of it. Um, we would be taking Tylenol, um, you know, to, to manage the, the fever because we were constantly fevered. And, you know, with Tylenol and ibuprofen, you know, like prof ibuprofen, you can take a certain amount every four hours. Tylenol had to be six hours. So I was like, I was on it, man. Like every time I give us a dose, um, I would, you know, keep record on my phone. So this way, you know, we knew what time was the next time to take meds and stuff like that. So we were doing that. We were ordering soups. We were trying to maintain, you know, our strength and we'd get some rest. Um, Christina eventually had to go back to work. No sorry scratch that flip it reverse that i had to go back into work but again i work from home and i have a really um the work that i do i'm a, I'm a graphic designer slash technical designer um you know the work that i do i can comfortably do from home so as soon as i got my positive results i sent an email to my superiors my managing team and was like hey this is the deal um you know, I have a few days off and use that time to kind of recoup. And they, they totally understood. And um, they were there. I got to give them credit. They're really good about it. They were checking up on me and making sure everything was OK. Um, they were willing to give me the downtime. But for me, it was like, no, nah, you know what? Let me I need to work because I need to take my mind off this because otherwise I'll just go crazy in my own head. So I just made it a point to work. Now, I worked at my own pace because I didn't really feel great. But I have my moments, you know, like in the morning, I'd get up. And I'd have a few good, like maybe two, three hours, maybe four hours of solid, like, okay, I can do this. And I'd work, work, work. And then I'd start feeling like, like caca and, you know, like start feeling bad. And, um, I'd take a break, maybe take a little nap, but I was afraid to really fall asleep too much because in my history in the past, you know, whenever I've gotten sick and stuff, it would always happen when I take a nap. Like if I go to sleep, when I'd wake up, I'd feel worse. So I was really afraid of that. Like you know, I was really messing with my head. So I um, would focus on my work and do anything and everything I could to just kind of like keep active. I'd walk around the apartment. I put on movies and I would just kind of walk pace you know, through the apartment, like for 20 minute intervals, just to kind of stretch out, keep the blood moving. I mean, I wasn't doing it like to lose weight. I wasn't like at a brisk pace. I was just moving um just to kind of do anything i could and uh, i pushed my girl to do the same <clears throat> so we were both just kind of doing that and um yeah uh glad to say like you know i was counting through the days and i remember you know it's like okay you can stop self-quarantining after 10 days from onset of symptoms so okay when i got to day 10 i was like okay i still feel shitty i still have fever so okay I'm, we're still gonna be at home but Okay, I've made it to day 10. I'm okay. And then she made it to day 10 and she was okay. You know, I'm counting the days. And then I got to day 14. And by the time I got to day 14, like, I'm, I'm not even kidding, man. Like, every day I was, like, counting back and I was looking up all the details. Like, okay, systematically, what are the symptoms and how do they progress and what's the timeline? And all I was doing was consuming all this information from online, CDC website, Google, um news sites uh youtube i mean i was just doing all this stuff and i was and i saw this one video on like how to release you know um phlegm from your lungs if you have like um uh whatchamacallit um congestion 
and man i was like trying you know I was, and then one thing that i learned because i was trying to keep our oxygen levels up so if you have an android phone and i'm pretty sure it's the same if you have an apple uh, an iphone um on android phones they have like a samsung health a- a- app and on there it can measure your heart rate it'll measure your um your stress levels and you can also measure your blood oxygen oxygenation um and that's under the little the stress tab right so i saw that and i would i had the pulse oximeter but you know i um i would measure it on my phone as well and they also have this breathing um exercise that you can do and that's just more to manage stress where you would inhale through your nose for five seconds and then exhale out your mouth for five seconds um so it'd be like right and it would be like the, the cycle and you would go through 10 so i made that a point like okay hey babe we're gonna do this we're gonna do this several times a day but we got to keep our you know we got to keep our breathing up and we got to make sure that we can keep our lungs going so we would do that several times a day and sometimes she just did not feel like doing it and i had to push her because she'd breathe in and she'd start coughing but i was like hey coughing is good because you're getting any congestion out you know you want to do it so let's just keep going and and i pushed her and 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 you know again i i didn't really want to do it sometimes because i just didn't feel good but I was adamant. I was like, nah, man, we're going to survive this. And um, so, yeah, we both got at it and we were doing that. Another thing that I did just to help with our congestion is I instituted this uh, rule when we went to bed because, you know, once we stopped isolating from each other and we're in the bed, we kind of slept sitting up, you know, because I figured if we're laying back, that'll allow like congestion to set up in our lungs and stuff. So I, you know, we got all these pillows and blankets and stuff and we propped ourselves up and we would literally sleep on our bed sitting up so much so that I had to buy like travel pillows because our necks, you know, our heads would fall back and hit the wall and our head and our backboard and stuff. So, well, we don't have a backboard, but you know where the backboard would be. And it worked out so much so, you know, because I was having the night sweats and stuff and, you know, the, the, we, you know, the apartment we live in isn't the greatest, but, you know, it's what we got um apparently in the middle of the night you know i would be sweating uh unbeknownst to me because i was asleep so my head would be sweaty and it'd be leaning against the wall because i'm sitting up and my sweat would seep into the wall and it would soften the paint so since i had my head back and my hair was there what started happening was my sweat would would soften the paint and then it would surround strands of my hair and when i get up it would pull the hair out so eventually i started having all these strands of hair i had a patch of hair on my wall from where my head was yeah it's kind of gross i know sorry guys but that's that's pretty much how bad it was like i would wake up you know like sometimes i'd wake up at four in the morning because i wanted to sleep but i was afraid to sleep i was afraid of the night you know um because again my fear of i go to sleep i'm not gonna feel good when i wake up so i would just kind of get some sleep in and then i'd wake up at three or four and i would either turn on the tv or i would watch tv on my phone and i was watching youtube and i've never consumed so much youtube in my life man i mean i'm watching like random stuff um i have you know like i have other like hobbies and stuff that i like things that i like and and channels that i subscribe to which I would watch and I'd kind of rewatch a lot of their videos. But I mean, I started watching random stuff like paracording, like how to make paracord bracelets and weaving and stuff like that. And 
wood turning like if you don't know what that is these guys have like these lathes and they take big chunks of acrylic or wood and it spins and they use these tools to carve bowls and mugs and vases and all these cool things out of it and i mean i'm watching like random stuff some of the most random and i and some of it was just because it was long like there's like korean street food channels where they show all these different specialized foods like in korea or china and these videos are like an hour and a half long and all it is is just showing people cooking their stuff i mean there's no like real audio other than the you know the the noise of them cooking or you know background noise or whatever um but it was just visual and it was just something to watch and that's all i was doing man is just staying up and then i would get up and i try to let her sleep i'd come sit in the front room and watch tv out here and it was just intense but uh, you know when i get up sometimes to go to the restroom or just to get up to move i mean i literally i would touch my face and i felt like someone had poured a bottle of water all over me i mean i was just drenched in sweat and it just it sucked man it was terrible but um you know moral is i mean it, you know we we went through it now granted i'm very grateful we didn't have it as bad as most or other people and you know and i feel really bad for the people that lost people and that have had to suffer and stuff i mean it you know i i can't i can't tell you how incredibly bad i feel because the funny thing is up until this point i myself you know i didn't I, not to say i didn't take it seriously i took it very seriously i just you know you don't know what it is until it hits home you know and i mean i was aware yeah i mean we did this whole thing this routine where we wear masks to go out we'd go out do whatever we needed to do we'd come home we'd wash our hands we'd sanitize our hands and you know dry off with paper towels and and you know and then at that point you know we were with lysol wipes wiping everything down our phones anything that came in contact with anything outside we were opening doors with our feet i mean you know we're doing the whole thing so we were taking it seriously, but once it hit, it just it just changed the dynamic and how we thought of it. So we uh, we survived. We made it through. We started getting better. We were on the mend. Um, cough lasted for a while. Um, I was the first one to get my taste back. Um, she was a little discouraged because it took her a little longer. But um, but yeah, we did it and we survived. And you know there was a. Uh, a little suffering there but um but again you know it's manageable um right after um i set up an appointment with my primary care to just kind of do a follow-up i waited like i think i waited the full i think i waited like 24 days 25 days something like that after the onset of symptoms um so what they had me do is you know i did a, a telemeeting with my primary again and went and got blood work did chest x-rays and I guess the chest x-ray showed something. So they sent me over for a CT scan. And yeah, there was a little stuff going on in my lungs. It wasn't terrible. Um, so basically the instructions I got were just, you know, just chill. It'll, it, you know, they'll take care of themselves. Just, you know, it's not bad. Um, just, just be mindful, you know. So I guess I had a little touch of the pneumonia. Um, so yeah, uh, just that was the scary part. Um, but, you know i'm not gonna lie to you um I'm, you know we survived everything was good um her family was doing well um you know so we all made it through i mean we suffered we you know it sucked ass we felt like we felt like ass but 
you know, thankfully we made it through. Um, one of the things that um, I thought to do as as we were getting better, you know, afterwards, um, I want to say like day 13, day 14, you know, we were walking around in the apartment. But, you know, when you're in the house, like nonstop, like we, we didn't even go out for food. We didn't go out for any. I mean, everything was getting delivered. I've never had so much Amazon and grocery delivery. Like I've never had so much of that <laughs> ever. And, and you know that, that stuff gets expensive by the way but anyway um we never had so much of that so it was just depressing you know no matter how much i'd open the windows to let the sun in or whatever i mean it's just it's you get that cabin fever and you start feeling like you know you start feeling guilty and and like like it's depressing because you're like oh you know i'm banished from humanity and again it's a responsible thing to do a hundred percent agree with it but you know psychologically it does impact you and how you feel and how you think so at some point i was like you know what babe we got to get out of here but we got to do it safe we got to be responsible we got to do it the right way so we both had the flexibility of taking time off from work and you know just to kind of just to mend and heal so one of the one things we would one of the things we would do is we live close to a cemetery and I know some of you are going to like think I'm a creep or whatever, but what we decided to do was I, I have family in that cemetery. So I was like, hey, babe, why don't we go visit my family? And while we're there, we can just walk around, you know, just walk around a little bit. Nobody's there. We don't have to, you know, we're outdoors. Um, we don't have to worry about seeing anybody or, you know, spreading the virus to anybody. And uh, bad joke, but one of the bad jokes I made was in whoever's here that we can contaminate won't get sick. So, um, so we did that, um, and it was just good to feel the sunlight on us, feel the light breeze. So, and, and it helped, you know, I, I spent time with my family, kind of shared with them my thoughts and my fears, you know, and, and my prayers. And then we walked, we just kind of, we walked, we had our masks with us in case anybody showed up, but we were, it was good because we were able to walk and breathe in the fresh air, be in the sunlight and there was nobody around us and we'd go during the day when everybody was working so there was literally nobody there we were all alone and um we would just walk around we'd walk around like i want to say like uh we do a circle it was about 100 feet 100 foot circle that we would just kind of walk around in and we started doing that every day and it helped you know it kind of helped with our morale and you know and then once we got to the 14 15 16 day where we were actually feeling better fever wasn't as crazy we were taking less uh, tylenol then we kind of started easing up and we waited the full you know we waited at least two days before we didn't have any fever um that we had to manage anymore and i want to say that was about day 16 17 after the first day of symptoms that's when we finally decided to like leave the apartment and do stuff because at that point i mean you know we had to do laundry we had to do other errands i mean there's stuff that had to get done but we waited until, you know, CDC guidelines and, and we tried to be as responsible as we could. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the intro here. Um, that's kind of the, the beginning of this journey. Um, now, I know that I'm going to keep this one short because, you know, I don't want to bore you guys right out the gate. But my goal for this podcast is just kind of share my experiences, some of my thoughts what I've learned along the way, some of the tidbits of information I've picked up and to kind of hear you guys out, like, you know, please feel free, share with me some of your experiences. Um, 
I haven't set up an email yet, but I plan to do that. I'm going to do that right away. And once I do that, you'll see that in the notes of the, of the podcast episode. You'll see them in the notes. But um, yeah, I'd like to share your comments. I'd like to share your stories and feel free to share with me because I mean, you know, we're all in this together. You know, we're all all together. We're going to make a change. You know, I know everybody has their opinions. Everybody has their viewpoints and stances. And I respect everybody's opinion. Um, I'm not here to, you know, focus on any political statements or anything like that. Not at all. This is just me sharing my thoughts, my experiences. And like I said, kind of like a form of therapy, because if I'm talking about it, if I'm sharing it, you know, I, I can't be the only person that feels this way, you know, I, and that's what it felt like when I first got sick and I was looking up information, like, you know, I was like consuming so much and everything. I mean, it's just super overwhelming. And you know, I was trying, I was desperate to find somebody like kind of similar to me, you know, uh, an older fat Latin guy, you know, that gets COVID. Like what are the chances, uh, you know, of survival? Like, I mean, it was like to the most drastic extreme, you know, because I was afraid because you, you know, you're fearful of the unknown and, you know, with such a new disease, I mean, everything was unknown, you know, it still is. I mean, we've learned a lot more since, but you know, everything was just so new and I didn't know anything. So I was afraid. So my hopes with this is if, you know, maybe you might be in my shoes, you know, now where I was then, and maybe this might bring some closure, bring some help or like, you know, kind of help you out as far as like, oh, okay, it's not so bad or I know what to expect. So by all means, you know, please um, reach out, share with me anything. Um, I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to comments. Um, you know, we're in, we're, like I said, we're all in this together. We all, you know, as a world you know covid's real um and it impacts everybody one way or another you know it's impacting our supply chains it's impacting families it's you know it's impacting you know industries i mean it's it's a very real thing so like it or not whatever your stance is whatever your, your viewpoint is your political stance is you know needless to say it does impact everything so um i just see us as all one team you know, fighting for the greater good. And, um, yeah, just by all means, just, uh, like I said, just share with me and, um, you know, tune back in. I'll be back in two weeks. Uh, I don't want to bore you guys too much. So I'm going to do every two weeks. Um, and then, you know, I plan to like have special guests come and share their experiences, friends and family, um, other people that can share their stories. And again, hopefully, you know, it brings something to you guys, uh, some sort of semblance of closure or, or some reassurance um, or motivation because um, yeah I mean I got a lot of stories to tell so and I'm you know here I am uh, what is it April so here I am uh, January February March so I'm about four months later and I'm still still going through some stuff here not not bad just you know I mean we're good just you know there's still follow-up that has to go through this um, but yeah okay guys I really appreciate you sticking around and listening to my rant here and um, I will keep this short and sweet and I will definitely see you on the next one. And hopefully, um, you know, you guys are staying safe. Just wash your hands, um, wear your masks, stay six feet away. You know the drill. We hear it every day. So everybody do your part and I hope you guys stay safe and I will talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to the Breaking Quarantine Podcast with Chris G. Please subscribe and feel free to comment or share your story. Remember, we're all in this together. Let's all do our part. Please mask up, socially distance, and wash your hands. Not only are you protecting yourself, but you're also protecting the ones you love around you. Thank you.